Welcome to Old Town New World, our podcast here in uh, Old Town Rock Hill, South Carolina at Millstone Pizza. I'm Jason Broadwater. I'm Chris Germain. And we're here to talk about the ever-changing world of small town no, USA. So today we're going to talk about The Hive. The Hive is um, a program here in, in, in Old Town Rock Hill that we are um, an intricate part of. And basically what it is is it's a training program where we take students from Winthrop University and students from York uh, Technical College, uh, what we've done this over the past three years, and we train those students in internet marketing and website development by creating, developing free websites for nonprofit organizations. So if you think about it, we, we bring students from the two major educational institutions in our community into the burgeoning downtown, the revitalizing downtown. So we're bringing people down here and bringing that energy down here. We're introducing the students to what's going on down here if they're not aware, to be part of the social fabric of the village here. We're working with those students to give them a capstone experience like no other. So they're working with real clients, serving clients that are, you know, have great missions and serve uh, people in our community that need help, you know, the nonprofits. So they're getting an amazing experience and they're working in, in the Rev and Flow model, so it's kind of, you know, what it's like to work for an agency. And then the nonprofit organizations are getting a free website that is of an estimated market value of around $10,000 to help them push their missions, which again is to serve those less fortunate in our community. And we're connecting the students to those nonprofits and therefore their boards who are the professionals of the community. And so there's a business networking aspect for those students. And then we bring in uh, employers, whether it's other agencies or um, you know all kinds of companies that would use that type of talent. We bring them in to hear the presentations and see the projects to help these students get employed as they move beyond the hive. So it's like an all ships rise amazing program. And the whole thing started because I sent out this um, email to all the kind of civic leaders in the community that uh, kind of describing this project. And the president of York Technical College, uh, Greg Rutherford, he said, hey, let's do this and he just said look meet start meeting me at McHale's and let's drink beer and talk about this every other week and let's see how we can make this real and it it we started with no contract no uh, funding no anything no even no MOU it was just a handshake between me and Greg saying let's do what we can to make this real and Rev and Flow put in many 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 man hours the Technical College has put in money the city put in money our local Comporium internet provider put in money. Um, that Winthrop and York Tech put in students, and we all work together in a collaborative way to make all this happen. So, and and this is how many years has it happened? Those three years we've been going strong. This is starting the fourth year. Fourth year, and that which is and it's two semesters per year. Yes, it's been two semesters per year. This year we're looking at um, doing a spring semester, and then we're going to see what we're going to do in fall. But um, the Winthrop students. They have a digital information design four-year program, right? And um, it's just perfect. I mean, they're, they're mixing cross-disciplinary kind of, they've got business students, mass comm students, design students, and um, IT students coming together to basically emulate what 
like Revenflow does. I mean, the real marketplace of the need out there. They were doing that anyway, and they didn't have a capstone. Like their senior year was supposed to be a capstone experience where they would do internships or work with real clients. Well, they didn't have any of that lined up, and it was perfect timing that when we pitched the Hive, they needed that capstone experience. So they come in every spring and do their capstone experience, and then York Tech every semester puts in interns to be part of the program. And so I guess the, the parts that, because luckily even though I work at Revenflow um, and I have a basic understanding of what goes on at the Hive, I am ignorant enough to ask you questions about it and be legit. Um, so like, That's your strength, Chris. Right, it's my ignorance. Yeah. Ignorance is strength <laughs> on the Old Town New World podcast. Um, but I guess the components that, like if someone wanted to replicate it or whatever, like, um, re- like what is Revenflow's role exactly in the Hive and what is, like, I guess what, who's making it happen and what are yeah, they doing I guess great question so if a community and actually I, part of my traveling around and, and presenting to communities has been to discuss how they could potentially create a hive like scenario and the core of it is it doesn't have to be just like the program we have here the core of the hive I always tell this to folks when I, when I travel around and speak is to tap into the educational institutions and if, if, if education is about creating an arbitrary experience so that you can learn, right. let's make the experience not be arbitrary. Yeah. Let's make it be working on the needs of the community and learning through that. If they're gonna be working to learn anyway, right. let's have it be working. Now, service learning's not a new idea, you know, yeah, but, but it's about doing it in this fashion. So to more directly answer your question, with the Hive, the city, said we believe in this we think it'll help us revitalize our downtown we'll pay the rent for two years for this space they paid it for two years york tech paid the third year um, york tech said hey we believe in this program we'll furnish it with a uh, technology and uh, you know chairs and stuff and um, we'll have somebody there managing the space revenflow said hey we believe in this we'll come in and manage these students and and do these projects for free for the nonprofit organizations and run the whole program as far as that's concerned. So, ma- yeah, so management, sort of project management. Yes. We treat it just like no, Revenflow. Yeah. So you know how over at Revenflow we've got all these clients that have all these needs and you've got an account manager talk to the client and then you've got a project manager who's assigning things to you that he needs or whatever, right? Whether it's design work or writing or video or whatever. Same thing over at the Hive. You know, Chance is dealing with the clients as the account manager. Chad's the project manager, and he's assigning, instead of to our staff, he's assigning it to the students. I need this designed, I need this developed, I need this done. And the students are having to try to execute, and they're having to raise the bar for themselves, just like they would if they went to work in an agency. Right, and so ideally, and even though this doesn't always end up being the case, but ideally it's not necessarily the purpose for Revenflow and stuff, it's not necessarily to educate them on how to do this thing they're doing that ends up happening just because somebody needs help or whatever, but for the most part, they should be, it's it's, it's management, I guess, right? Is yeah, that, that's a that great correct? point. Yeah, so they're, they need to have the basic kind of, they need to have studied the coding and studied design work and stuff before they come in. We're not doing uh, lectures on design. Right, right, right. We're generating outcomes just like, what it's like is, if they were to leave, if they were to graduate at their junior year, instead of taking the senior class, they were to graduate and they got hired right. at a company, it's like that. 
you're thrown into it, you're given a process, you're given a manager, and you're you're expected to perform and, and deliver. And so you're constantly having to go Google it, figure it out on your own, iterate it, right, yeah, exactly. get it done. You know? Yeah, like they're going to learn. It's a, I guess it's a good, it's a, you know, it's a, it's just like the next evolution of like an internship, you know, yeah. but it's like, it's sort of like a better way to do that because it's, it's instead of have we have these designers and these developers and they go off and they get internships or this and that, but it's just sort of taking it, putting it in one place, and it's 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 you get nonprofits. It's beneficial yeah. for the nonprofits, and it's also the centralized organization of it. It also teaches them how to. It's that great sort of working with others, you know, and it's, and they're also working with others that are in the same position as them, you know, which is which is beneficial. And the um, but yeah, the idea of. <laughs> The experience and, and, and the learning, like I said, I guess not that Revenflow is necessarily there to educate them on their skill but or, or craft or whatever, but it's inevitably the experience is going to, they're going to learn from that experience. That's they're going to learn like crazy. Yeah, not right. only do they learn what it's like to work in teams, but they're going to learn more about their respective craft because they're expected to deliver. And if they deliver subpar stuff, they're asked to do it again. And there's no room for saying, well, um, you, you never really delivered anything good, so you just get a C, and that's okay. It's the end of the semester, and, and we're done. There's no room for that. We have to deliver A work because we right, have yeah. to deliver the outcome to the client, period. Right. And there's no, there's no room for anything else, so it's really intense and aggressive. The one thing where students would say they would prefer an internship over the hive is where they like it when they go in as the only intern to a bunch of professionals and they get to be part of a group that's already yeah, professional. Yeah, yeah. But, so what we try to instill into the program is we really need to get them to buy into and understand that we are making this community a better place. Like, this is important. It's yeah. not just about you and your opportunity at this company. It's about you giving, like you're, you, you wanna learn and get a job but you might as well be giving back as that part of that process because you gotta learn anyway. I mean, you need arbitrary tasks to complete so that you can learn anyway. Right, yeah, yeah, Why yeah. not make them not arbitrary exactly. and make them serve our community? Right, and then, then and then you get the situation where it's this, it's just this positive thing for the community. It's like something that's it's happening for, it's giving, you know, it's giving a portfolio and experience to these kids. Absolutely. It's giving yeah. a website to nonprofits. And, and in the end, it's also kind of a litmus test about, you know, if other other businesses that can come to the Hive yeah. that, that aren't nonprofit, you know, things that can come and see, well, he, this was the real cream of the crop, you know, these are the people who made it. And because the truth is, there is, there's a big difference between being a really great student and being a really great worker. Right. And, and something like the Hive Absolutely. thins out that herd, I guess. Yeah. Now, the Hive is going through this evolution. It started... And it was basically the program that I designed as far as the one I'm describing. But very quickly, um, Edie DeLay from York Tech, um, with Dr. Rutherford you know, supporting, introduced the Hive Business Center. So it was another component to the Hive where these are York Tech students that do marketing work for small businesses at a really low rate. So they're working at like $12 an hour. But every semester they have to work whatever, with whatever intern talent they have um, so sometimes they can do websites, sometimes they can do, you know, they, they can't as much because they might not have a developer in the program or whatever. But, um, but they do a lot, I mean, they do menus and logos. And so you got the SBDC, the Small Business Development Center over Winthrop University, that if somebody doesn't have a business plan, they'll help you create a business plan. 
then they send them over to the high business center. Hey, listen, you got your business plan, you got your marketing plan, go see the business center. They'll create your logo and your brochure and your website. They do all this for small businesses. Well, um, then we had this weird split thing where what is the high? Well, is it the program that Revenflow runs? I guess it is because the high business center is kind of something different, but we're in the same space and we're co-located and all. So now it's evolved to a place where I think it's going to be the best place, where the hive is a, a space where all kinds of stuff like this can happen. So one of the programs in the hive is the high business center, that's York Tech interns. One of the programs in the hive is Revenflow training Winthrop students to do non free nonprofit projects. And then there can now be room for other programs to be in the hive. So other local businesses, uh, there's a software business um, in downtown that's looking at potentially doing some training there. There's a um, company that does like um, work for uh, the automobile industry, technology work for the automobile industry, that's looking at potentially training people there. So now the hive can be bigger than us. And it can be, because we're only in there on Wednesday afternoons and Fridays. So we want it to be like every day of the week, there's some professional company in there working with some aspect of students to do something awesome for right. the community. Right. Yeah. You know, I guess it's it's arguable about how much the hive is the reason for this, but it's it's pretty logical to look at what we're experiencing in Rock Hill, the the, the building, the space that the hive is in. Correct me if I'm wrong. What what was in that building when the hive started? What was going on there compared to what's going on now? The only thing in there was um, there was an engineering firm in there and there was the hive. There was a restaurant trying to make it on the bottom floor that didn't happen. But now, top floor, a technology incubator that was brought to us from Clemson University and then the city partnered with them. So that's on the top floor. Fourth floor, that's the fifth floor. Fourth floor is the engineering firm. Third floor is the hive. Second floor is a 16-person software company. And the first floor is Amelie's uh, French Bakery and Coffee Shop. Wow, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, not in, not that it's like, oh, thanks to the Hive, but, you know. It is, it is bigger than just the Hive. I mean, we've got the city doing this initiative right now called Knowledge Park, which is all of downtown, the textile corridor, thank you, and um, Winthrop University, all connecting in this initiative to bring technology-centric, knowledge economy-style jobs and one of the big components I mean I was just in a meeting yesterday at City Hall about that they've identified and I've been kicking and screaming this for three years five years they've finally kind of formally identified that human capital meaning you know uh, talent is is what we need to be focusing on recruiting versus thinking about um, like you know, we always think about recruiting businesses. At the economic development level, we think about recruiting businesses. And I've been saying for years, we've got to leapfrog that and recruit talent because talent creates businesses. You know, so if we have, and then they say, well, what incentives, what incentives do we need to have for, for businesses in the downtown? Because out in the tech parks, we can give them tax uh, discounts and tax rebates for big pieces of land and machinery. Well, none of the, these companies have pieces of land and machinery. They're small nine-person, ten-person technology companies like Revenflow. So the incentives are places like Amelie's and Millstone. You know, I'm trying to get across that the, the incentive is the village because the talent wants to be here because they want to be part of the village. And that's why they're willing to drive down from Charlotte to work at Revenflow. It's because we have a nice village here. If, if Revenflow was out on Cherry Road in some windowless box 
you know, it's arguable whether or not right, we yeah. would all want to work there. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So I ramble, but that's okay. Unless unless the um Rock Hill Mall was still there and well, we were if Aladdin's castle was there. Yeah, I mean, if we were operating out of Aladdin's castle out of the old be, Rock Hill Mall, I would, I would work there. Yes, I would absolutely work I there. would wear the change machine though. I just want you to know the belt. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Oh absolutely, yeah. yeah. That yeah. guy was so powerful. That was and a powerful man. He was a powerful man. Yeah, so I guess, so so again, just locating it, locating these technology companies in villages, is strategic from the from the owner of that company's point of view. I mean, we've had several move into downtown Rock Hill recently, and it's not because space is cheap. It's because they want to be here in this village. You can't get around that. You know, so. Um, if, if the companies that we are trying to attract are looking for talent and they're looking to be part of a village, they can they can provide the service that they provide to the people they provide it to from anywhere. I mean, look at Revenflow. Today I was working on work that we have for a client in Birmingham, Alabama, right? Used to, services work just moved the same money around the same, the same community. Right. Yeah. And you had to have manufacturing so that you could bring other money into the community, you had to have it. Well now, services work can bring other money into the community. Just today, I'm working on something where we're gonna bring money from Birmingham, Alabama into downtown Rock Hill and pay people salaries with it right. here in this place. Specifically money from Alabama will go to Millstone Mil- in exchange yes. for beer. Exchange for beer. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Birmingham is buying these beers right here. <laughs> yeah. Both of these beers that are in front of me. Yes. So they don't listen. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We have to invest it somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. These are uh, this is short-term investments. Um, but but my point is is that used to services was something that you just move the money around. You had to have manufacturing. Now that's not true. Yeah, we still have manufacturing and all that, but. Our economy can grow with, if we have talent, and if we have a village, people want to be part of that village, they want to be near that talent, they will be that talent, and they'll create services-related jobs and businesses that will bring money from other communities into this community, and it will revitalize this place. And you can't get around, one of the core components of making that happen are collaborative and creative training programs. Because why come here unless the, just the village is so compelling or you're coming here because you're going to like affect some change in your life you're going to join up on a pro you know join into a program you know what i mean so and, and the same thing too with meetups or anything right. any of that kind of stuff the thing y'all were at last night is an example of that yeah. if that was happening here it brings people here it creates connections they might they might rent an office you know? right right yeah. so that's i mean that's what, with the hive uh the whole model of the hive is like which I guess we've said from day one that hopefully the value or the most obvious value we hope that you would get out of this podcast is like that idea of retaining a two for one. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Two for one is always fun. (laughs) And if you order now, (laughs) these knives. (laughs) And if you order now, comma, these knives. Um, That's the name of my emo album. If you order now, these knives. Or just comma, these knives. Comma, these knives. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the band. Yeah, right. Um, where was I going? Um, but anyways, yeah, so in that whole idea that, you know, of, of talent retention and if that's where, you know, you get your town to grow, 
the, the a model like the Hive is a great idea to do that, which is and it's just organizing people who, who but you know students want they want to have experience and they want to have uh, examples and a portfolio and things to point to yeah. jobs they completed and then nonprofits need a website and then also you cre- start creating it's a great way to start creating this kind of culture that any any growing city needs. That's that's what's so cool about it is it's doing all those things at the same time you know. And that component of working for nonprofits, I think, is bigger than a lot of people might appreciate because culturally there's been a shift. Like, you know, baby boomer, I'm totally generalizing, of course, when I talk about generations, but that's just the way it works. But baby boomers in general, like you, business is business, you make your money, and then you can be philanthropic, like when you're old, because you've made a fortune being business oriented. But, you know, the millennial generation is more inclined to ingrain that in what they do their entire lives. You know, you look at businesses like Tom's, you know, they're not successful despite the fact that they give away so many pairs of shoes. They're successful because it's their mission and ingrained in the fabric of the company for them to give away so many shoes. I mean, and so I think that the notion of serving nonprofits shouldn't be overlooked as like a, um, oh, that's kind of neat that the kids are helping out. I mean, that's where you get your buy-in and your hard work and the meaning of the work. Right. You know, so that of course the student wants to build a portfolio because that's meaningful. But if you can add to that the meaning of actually rising up your community, right. raising up your community, you know. Right. Yeah. And being and just and being part of something like that early on in their careers. Absolutely. Is really valuable. Yeah. And to learn that, you know, and to, and to realize, I guess, that they're working and what they're doing and why they're doing it, and to, and to think about that on that level, you know, is a good thing to learn early on in your Absolutely. career. I think. So I guess, you know, to, to sum this up, I'd say that, you know, we talk about a lot about revitalizing urban spaces in downtown. And, and, you know, there's no outside consultant or marketing plan that's going to just, just revitalize your urban space, revitalize your downtown. There's no uh, kind of magic bullet that's going to make your village a hip, cool village that all the talent wants to hang out in. But you have educational institutions in your community, whether they're colleges, universities, or K-12, and those folks are engaged in the activity of education, which is to do things, to create experiences so that you can learn. You might as well make those experiences not be arbitrary and put them to work on making this place a better place, whether they're marketing for the downtown or whether they're helping nonprofits or whatever they're doing. Put them to work doing meaningful work. They'll have more. They'll get more value from it. The community gets more value from it, and you can create a culture where people actually care about their community, and they're not looking to escape as fast as they can. And you create a coolness, and I don't mean cool in a superficial way about what clothes you wear. I mean a coolness in that there's meaningful fabric in, in the connectivity in that community, and that is where the new economy is based you know it's not based on this the the financial spreadsheets of a software company it's based on where talented people want to hang out that's the core of, of, of what we're doing so i think the hive is a quintessential example of a successful program in that regard uh, any any final comments chris i have zero final comments any less than that i have neg- yes i have neg- i'd like to retract some of my earlier words <laughs> Well, I guess next week we will see you here at the same table. And, with our own two eyes. Uh, with our own two ears. <laughs> and uh, all right, have a good week.